0: Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Got this note and said, Get on the show right away before he whines. My God, like, Oh, really? <laughs> I mean,
1: well, that could have came from anybody. I mean, that's, coming, that's becoming an epic. No, it's from Lisa. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's not surprising. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's it's killing High School Roundtable today. Jim Jackson today. Brian Tripp today. Bobber Shoes in tomorrow. There we go. A lot going on. Uh, so, great to have you with us on the show today. We got Our High School Roundtable will be a lot of fun. Jim Jackson, Brian Tripp. Yeah. A lot going on. And Bob Shoes tomorrow. And the King tomorrow. It's a real debate between... The king and Bob were choosing. Bob's a great broadcaster, but he does the Jets. Uh, he's doing the Penn State game on Saturday, by the way, so that's why we have Bob on. And Bob is a fabulous broadcaster. So, uh, anything you want to complain about before we start?
1: No, uh, I'm I'm just laughing at the latest with Ben Simmons. He apparently had back tightness and had to be briefly treated by the sixer staff members. So then I tweeted out, for what? I thought he had no backbone anymore.
2: Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor.
1: <laughs> I mean, really. This, uh,
0: this is from... The person that little Luke and little Mark will look up to. <laughs> Making fun of someone else's pain. <laughs> it's concerning. Very concerning. <laughs> He's never gonna play for the Sixers. Good. I mean I wonder I wonder what obligation they actually feel. To be honest with you, to um, do anything with him.
1: Exactly right. But obviously, he's not going to play tomorrow for the home opener, and then we'll go from there. Well, he ain't going to be playing. He's not
0: playing. He's not. He's never going to play for
1: exactly I I don't think so either it's just a matter of them making it official probably day by day until they finally do something about it permanently yeah. or at least indefinitely yeah it's
0: it is uh, it's a disgrace actually you know all that it talent is. you know, all that talent and you know you waste it you squander it uh you don't feel like he does any work in the off season. Um, I mean, th- his job in the off season is to make his game better, and you, you every single year, I'm not so sure he does that. I just don't know if he does that. Uh, I want to get to something else too, um, and this will make you feel better. It's going to sound like a talk show. Okay. okay. You know because it's all about like keeping you calm uh, if I can, so as always it's about the time it is taking to watch sports right now, and it's bothersome, and there's a lot of reasons for it i uh, Peter King on Football Morning in America wrote his column on Monday. And in the column, he took the first two nine-inning games of the American League Championship Series from ten years ago between the Tigers and the Rangers. And the fir- the first two nine-inning games, which that's all there have been in the American League Championship Series so far between the Red Sox and the Astros, the time of the two games, Tigers, Rangers, three hours, seven minutes, three hours, eight minutes. Astros, Red Sox, 4.07 and 4.08. Exactly one hour longer. Now, why? Part of it's the constant changing of pitchers. There's no getting around that. Every time you turn around, it's changing another pitcher. Here comes another guy into the game. Okay. Um, that way you can go into the press conference and say, yeah, I changed pictures. Okay, 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 good for you. I'm glad you changed pictures. That's wonderful. We all had to sit there and watch it. Um, and obviously replays take time, the whole deal. All right, I got it. But the NFL has fallen into the same trap with replay. Obviously, Matt, you were watching the Thursday night game between the Eagles and the Bucks, even though the Eagles had absolutely no chance of winning correct and you still watched it anyway I did well Peter timed out the replay which by the way was just I mean the whole thing was disgraceful it it really was it's a disgrace so listen to this This is the timing on the replay. It was the one where Epps allegedly intercepted the ball.
1: Oh, yeah, it was clearly incomplete. Yeah. Right. Okay, clearly incomplete.
0: Okay. All right. So you get to clearly incomplete. The entire process took six minutes and four seconds Six minutes and four seconds. Yes, something that was clearly
1: incomplete. I I was surprised it took that long too. Okay,
0: should have been over in a minute.
1: Yep. Okay, so zero. Epps makes diving grab of tip Brady
0: throw. Fourteen seconds. Joe Buck. At the moment, it's called a pick. Two replays. Forty seconds. Turnovers are reviewed. So NFL and Fox uh, and NFL Network and Fox go to commercial. 110, commercial for Hulu. 140, commercial Bud Light Seltzer. 155, commercial K Jewelers. 210, commercial Pizza Hut. 225, commercial for the NFL app. Back to the booth at 255. Joe Buck. About 30 seconds ago, Clay Martin came on and said the play was under further review. It's a turnover. It's automatic. 310, more replays. Rules analyst Mike Pereira. It's enough for me to reverse it. 4.31 4.31 now. Okay, so a minute and 21 seconds after Pereira said it. 4.31, Joe Buck annoyed. Eventually they're going to have to make a call. 4.42, Buck points out that Buck's coach, uh, Bruce Arians, is furious that there was no interference for the Eagles for grabbing Cameron Bright. Replays of that. Five minutes now in, Buck bemused. They're still looking at this. 5.10, Troy Aikman. Doesn't look like they're close to a decision right now. more banter, replay, and Clay Martin still staring at the replay on his tablet. 6.04, Martin takes off the headset, faces the camera and says, after review, the pass is incomplete, which we knew five minutes ago. The NFL claims they're communicating. Oh, and by the way, who's the official in New York? Come on, guess Who? Walt, really? The balls weren't fully inflated, Anderson. Really? Well maybe if you checked them before the game, Walt.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: It's unreal. Okay? You could have watched two full movies. <laughs> the time it took to do the replay. Just kidding. But I mean, it's just you sit there and like Why? Now, I understand why they're doing this. Now, why do you think they're doing this?
1: Well, I get the call right.
2: No.
0: Why do you think they're doing this? It's to get the call right, but why?
1: Oh, for fear of backlash.
0: No, you're not there yet. They don't care about backlash. Sportsbook. Ah. Do I have to come up with all the answers? Do I? (laughs) Come on. I mean, come on. Back in the day with the suit, I expected I had to. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe it. (laughs) How personal friends would take the Greek?
1: (laughs) Let's just say critical thinking was never one of my fortes.
0: But I mean, that's what it's about. These guys don't want to be in that, that position. They don't want to be in that spot. but come on. 60 seconds. and look, you got 60 seconds. Okay, You want to talk about a pitch clock in baseball, which by the way, it's not a, really a pitch clock. It's got to be a pitcher and hitter clock. Hey, get your butts back in the bat in the box. You're back in the box. Stop wandering around, okay? You take a ball, don't leave the box. You can only leave the box temporarily if you swing. Okay? Okay? Ball, one, don't move. Ball, two, don't move. It's not just a pitch clock. It's a pitcher and hitter clock. Let's go. You got 20 seconds. Make it happen. And then, I mean, when games are taking an extra hour to play, you've got a problem. People don't want to hang in for four hours on that. Ball's not in play long enough to hang in four hours. And then replay? Come on. You got sixty seconds. You can't tell in sixty seconds. Yep, nope, screen goes off. Play stands is called. Move on. This one you could tell you could what you could tell right away in this one. The episode it was an easy call. That's what makes it frustrating. You look at it, okay, it's incomplete. There's too many of the ones where you sit there and go, Oh, okay, easy. And they're like a yeah, uh, What? It was incomplete. The clock's, okay, because it was a turnover ruled on the field, the clock already stopped, so the clock is not an issue. If it's incomplete, they're just going back to the, to the original line of scrimmage and changing the down. Next. All right, we'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Force Freed and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, can, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Didn't that sound like a talk show to you? Don't you feel better? It did, yes. I'm proud of you. All right. Now we're going to go back to actually doing a real show. All right, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. You, sir, are my hero. Just nine pitches in the first inning, and Jordan Alvarez hits the ball into left. Back at the wall, it's gone. And the Astros strike first in game
3: five. There it goes to left. Altuve has tied it.
0: The Altuve home run was the other night. Alvarez was last night. Alvarez had been very quiet in the series after a big regular season, but last night he, I think he was four for four last night. I think I did not see the game, um, so I'm just going based on because I didn't get a chance to watch it. I um, sort of have a job to do Saturday, so it was like yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> so then I guess Man. you haven't heard the new allegations with the Astros then related to last mm. night.
0: No, I
1: haven't heard any. So if if I can play it again, apparently. There is there was a whistle that sounded similar, if not exactly the same, to what happened in 2017 in the World Series. And so apparently, there the MLB is now looking into that again.
0: Okay. Well.
1: You know, I mean, this is um.
0: Uh, let me put you this way: just make better pitches. I'm not going to sit there and worry about it. Um. They are, they are, they aren't, they aren't. Whatever. You still have to pitch it. You still have to hit it.
1: Um, That's just me. You know? Well, the only difference here is when you go back, when you compare them, the whistle you clearly hear like seconds before the pitch is thrown. But this one last night, it was like simultaneously as the pitch was thrown. But it did sound the same as the one in 2017. So it's odd. Okay. I don't know. I... you know what? Uh,
0: if you're really good, you can know what the pitch is, and you're, you're still going to throw a by him. Okay? Uh, it's, I, I I don't worry too much about that stuff. You can know what plays is coming in football, for goodness sakes. You execute it right, they still can't stop you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> to me, it's all about execution, it's not about. You know, as much as you try to hide stuff, you know, I got it. But after a while, the Red Sox lost yesterday because the Astros were better. (laughs) How about that? And this has been the pattern, by the way, uh, for the Red Sox all season. I've always said the Red Sox are a good, very good team, but they aren't a great team. They'll go in streaks where they just absolutely rip the cover off the ball and then all of a sudden they will go into like four, you know, anywhere from three to five games where they struggle to get runs. And that's been the pattern of the playoff. Okay. Astros have been better, more consistent. And they lead it three games to two. got a lot of talent in that team. A lot of talent. Both teams have a lot of talent. But... Uh, Ron Valdez was outstanding last night. He went eight innings. You know, the Astros have had no starting pitching. He took the ball last night and got it done. Pitched great. But again, I'm going off box scores. Okay, <laughs> I, I did because I didn't watch the game yesterday. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was listening to Erica Shames and the the commercial about higher education. You know, it's weird because when the suit was a kid, he he was done with kindergarten. And I guess his parents said that he was moving on to higher education. I, it's not the definition I had. Was it yours? I, I. They asked him what university he went to and he mentioned some elementary school. He said Mark Twain. Like isn't that an elementary school? I mean, this is the guy that signs your checks. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Route 11 and 15, almost wharf and online at SunburyMotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, best in pre-owned inventory as well with Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Sales staff that works with you. And not only that, a service department that just takes care of everything. They're just great. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key 11 and 1115, Humble's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. High school football roundtable. And I'll be honest with uh, Matt here, you know, my AnyDesk message is blocking AnyDesk, so whatever. It's talking about how I have to view my plan, telling me in 10 days I'll no longer be able to use it. And I'm like, going,
1: it doesn't matter, you're blocking my view now. Uh, I do believe the Chief is on there, Correct. Correct. We have the Chief and Zach on the phone, and then we have Greg in studio here. So we'll start with the Chief.
0: Okay. So okay. Zach's not on the phone yet, right? He's on now. Yep. Oh, he's on now. Okay. See, I'm not getting any of that. All right. All right. Uh, so we'll start with the Chief. Dave, how are you, first of all?
3: I'm doing okay, Steve. I'm a little disappointed with uh, last Friday night's game, but... Uh those it caught me completely by surprise, uh, really. But Lewisburg had a did a great job of defending the Braves and their offense was was uh pretty doggone good.
0: All right, so look, numbers mean something, and I'm talking about like the number of players you have. And I know that is playing a lot of people two ways. When you have relatively few numbers, how does that even impact a practice, Dave? in terms of how you want to go about your business?
3: Well, I'm I'm sitting here watching practice right now, and I see about 24 kids out there. And when you're trying to run uh, your uh, offense against a, a scout team, a lot of times kids that are starting on defense or, or coming in and filling an offense have to run the scout team. So I don't think they get as many reps. Uh, you know, it just seems that it's uh, – it's it, practice can be very tiring too when that when you know when you have to do everything in practice you know you don't get a break at all. Defensive wise, uh, you know when you when you're trying to run the other team's plays, uh, it, uh, I'm sure that sometimes uh, you know the, the, you, you got kids that are probably better better suited to do that than than some of your kids that are uh, you know that that are usually playing in the game. I, I think I think just uh, fatigue has uh, a lot to do with uh uh me sometimes because you know in the third quarter they get they it seems like they get, you know those kids that have been out there and don't come off the field are are pretty pretty well tired and I don't care how good a shape you're in you know you're going to get you're going to get tired playing that many downs
0: yeah because you're talking about two ways I mean it really is a it's a big big problem obviously when you have yeah, to I,
3: do that I look at uh, I look at our <laughs> I look at our linebackers. I look at Semko and and Wolf and and uh, I, and also a couple of our linemen and Curtis Raker and uh, Isaac uh, uh, Schaefer Knights And I, there's a couple more I could name. I mean, these kids are right in the thick of the battle all the time on defense. And then you know uh, the three guys I named besides Raker, they got to run the ball most of the time, and that's not that's that's another job that saps their energy. So I have a lot of respect for I have a lot of respect for those the, those those kids because I've been watching a lot of, a lot of them are seniors. And I've been watching them since they've been in ninth grade, and and they're all players, and they're, they'll give you everything they got. Uh, but sometimes when you're outmanned, it's it's uh, it's not enough.
0: No, it's not enough. There's no question about it. Um, so, uh, so here comes a, a tricky one. Okay. Uh, you, and it's, it, this is not a critical question, just, uh, it's a, it's a philosophical question in some ways. What kind of job okay. is the coaching staff scheming to fit their talent? I mean, they could be doing an awesome job. It just, you know, doesn't work out because whatever. But are they doing, you know, it's, is the scheme fit who, uh, who, the, who the talented players happen to be?
3: Well, I I thought on Friday night against Lewisburg, they tried a little bit different offense, but a little bit more spread offense. And uh, Coach Kaiser and his staff realized right away that, that they might not have had the the type of players out there that could run that, especially if they haven't run it all year long. And in the second half, or actually, actually in the second quarter, he went back to running a lot of his ground game, and they actually moved the ball and scored against Lewisburg and moved the ball the entire second half. So I think they're trying things to to motivate the kids, to be innovative, to try to catch the other team off guard. But they also realize that, you know, you can only go as far as the talent that you have. And some kids are more suited to just, uh, you know, running the football or, uh, I don't want to use the word Smash Mouth football because that's 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 overused. Just the the fact that they, you know, sometimes their running game is their best asset right now, and uh, you know, but but you got to try other things in order to uh, in, in order to try to get some success. But I, I I will say this, and I think Greg will agree with me when you talk to him that that Lewisburg uh, had had a defense pretty good, but when we when we ran the ball, we seemed to move move against uh, their defense. So. Sometimes when you go away from the game plan, it's good. Sometimes when you go away from the game plan, it's bad.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh,
3: right. You gotta, you, you got to try things.
0: No question. Uh, Matchup with Mifflinburg Keys.
3: Well, Mifflinburg, I, I just watched them uh, destroy Central Mountain, and Central Mountain's a pretty good football team. Uh, I I was impressed. They have, and I wish I could remember his name, but he's a heavyweight wrestler that plays defensive and offensive line. And, this, and this football is his favorite sport, even though I think he played different states last year. He is a, a tough cookie in there. And they've got, they've got uh, 10 other guys to go along with him. On offense... Uh, their quarterback's been playing well. They have a couple of good running backs. They're very well rounded with their offense, and you have to be able to—you got to uh, uh, you gotta be able to stop the run, but you also have to be able to stop the short game, short passing game, and the long passing game. So, I'm trying to say that they're pretty much the total package. <laughs> they really are good football team.
0: All right, uh, chief. Appreciate it very much. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Steve. All right, guys. Right. Hey, we got. Yeah. Two games left, you know. I've been I've coached when when uh, we've won one game. I've coached when we won two games. There's not a lot of difference, but the two games always seems a lot better than just one game. So hopefully the the kids can get one against Mifflinberger Milton next week.
0: Absolutely, makes a huge psychological difference, no doubt.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. All
0: right. Uh, <laughs> Seelings Grove has Southern Columbia. Well, Zach, here we go. Uh, Seelings Grove is on a roll. Y.
4: Well, there's a lot of common threads. First off, the defense, again, continues to play lights out. They had their third shutout of the week last week, or third shutout of the year last week against Central Columbia. Um, And honestly, this offense just keeps drowning into form. They're finding different ways to uh, put points on the board. Um, I know talking to Coach Hicks, he says it doesn't really matter how you score as long as, you know, when you're putting over 30 points a game up, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, last week, they did it a little bit more um, with a rushing game. They had over 30 to 50 yards rushing and six touchdowns on just 33 series. So they were able to really pound the football, um, sharing, sharing the load between Brandon Heil and Tucker Teeth, who are both really just averaging like 15 yards a run over the past five or six weeks. So it's been, it's been a combination of things, but I, I would say the defense has continue to play like out and this offense and offensive line just keeps getting better every week
0: okay this is a little different ball game though it's not as if southern uh hasn't been dented they have they have not only lost but they've also had a game i think it was against wyoming area where they had to rally furiously in the fourth quarter to win so what's the thought process on the sealants grow side about this game
4: well, the thought process is actually positive. Um, I had a chance to sit down with coach Hicks yesterday and he was talking about two years ago when, uh, Steelings Grove suffered, I believe it was the worst loss in program history against that Southern team with four division one recruits, um, that the guys really went into that week going, wow, this team's good. This team's good. And everything was about Southern and the attitude really this week, um, from the players and from the coaches is we got a chance, um, not only do we have a chance to play well, but we have a chance to get a win on Friday night. So there's really a lot of optimism. Um, Southern is a really good team. Um, you know, the team that they lost to, why I'm missing, has a number of Division One kids. Uh, Wyoming area um, is right up there at the top of AAA. So the teams that they've lost to and had close games with are really good football teams. But uh, talking to the coaches, they feel very confident that there's some places that they can attack offensively, and um, there's nothing to suggest that this defense can not match the test that Southern is. Is this
0: a game they have to play play play-by-play, or is it possession by possession? You know, sometimes you can look at a game and play it quarter-by-quarter. That isn't this game. But is it play-by-play, or is it actually possession-by-possession, which is a little more margin
4: of error? Yeah, I I think it's I think it's possession by possession. Um, I think it, it, earlier, especially the last two years before the offense got going, you were worried about if you gave up a if you gave up a touchdown, was the team going to be able to respond? And that's just that's not the case. That's not the reality. Has, been, has played really well, um, but I, I think a lot of with Southern is getting them off of schedule. Um, if they're if they're in a lot of you know second and one, second and twos. Grove is going to have a handful, handful, but if they're able to, you know, have them in second, second and seven, third and five, third and you know, third and one, uh, staying, keeping them you know, behind the sticks, that's going to be a big deal because they are a team that is primarily based around Gavin Garcia. Um, they have some other complementary pieces that are good, uh, but he's really the guy that makes their offense go, and they haven't shown the ability to have a long passing game. So if Salins Grove can get them into throwing the ball, um, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, Defensively, they just really need to, um, or offensively, they just need to really take advantage of matchups. If they protect well, there's some plays in the passing game. uh, But if the line can't handle the pressure, it could be a long night for a sophomore quarterback.
0: Zach, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. What a game that's going to be. All right. All right, so let's uh, bring in Greg Wetzel now. Lewisburg is also rolling, but you got a lot of football coming up in a
2: short period of time, Greg. <laughs> we do. Three games in essentially eight days. It'll be fun. Yeah. Fun for me broadcasting. I don't know about the players and the coaches. Yeah. Do they have the depth they handle this? Boy, that's a, that's a great question, Steve. Um, a lot of kids play both ways. However... A lot of kids are substituted for. He during the course of the season, uh, for instance, Ethan Dominic plays linebacker and running back. Well, guess what? He, sometimes he gets spelled on offense. Sometimes he gets spelled on defense. Um, I can go in uh, Cam Michaels, same way. Sometimes he gets spelled, another kid comes in and plays safety for him in defense. He gets some breaks at wide receiver on offense, other kids coming in. So along the defensive and offensive lines, he has done the same thing, that he's rotating guys in and out. So, again, a lot of kids are going both ways, but he's resting them, sometimes a series, sometimes three Mm -hmm. or four plays at a time. So... The answer, oh, I guess a long-winded answer is I believe they do have the depth to handle it. All right, so now here's the next part. The mm-hmm. win over
0: Schickle, I mean, I know Dave was disappointed with it. Obviously, the Lewisburg people had to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Were they able to freely substitute uh, later in the game because of it that then opened the door to rest some guys?
2: Yeah, they... Um Number one, their starting quarterback didn't play one play against Shikalimi, so they had their backup quarterback in. He only played the first half, the third team quarterback played the whole second half and he rotated a lot of guys in that would be playing typically playing JVs. And so he had them playing I would say probably half of the third quarter and all of the fourth quarter offensively and defensively. So, yes, they played a lot of different players and players got to rest. Which is
0: big. All right. Yep. So, let's let's get into uh what has been yeah, you know, it's not always a formula, but we talk about the ability as the as the season goes to scheme to the skills of your players. Like I said, Chickalimi mm-hmm. could very well be doing that, mm-hmm. okay? were well, they doing a great job of scheming to the skills of their players, it's just not showing up in results. So that's right. why, I'm. you know me, with coaches, I'm like, you guys don't seem to understand the whole picture of it. Obviously, somebody like you, Chief, okay. I mean, you know, Zach, you guys do.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so what kind of job is the are the Lewisburg coaches doing to scheme to the skills of their players? Uh, I think they're doing an excellent job, Steve, and what they've been able to do is Get their skill position players in open space and let them create and make plays. Um, that it sounds simple, but but it's not always that simple to do. Um, you know, and the offensive and defensive line have started to take control of these games, and and that's. As you know, offense and defensive lines really con- control a game, and that's what Lutzberg's done in the last three games. Their offensive line has controlled the line of scrimmage. Their defensive line has controlled the line of scrimmage. Seals, gr- I mean, sorry, Shikalimi, their first four starting possessions were the 20-yard line, the 20-yard line, the 18-yard line, and the 16-yard line. Lewisburg had four three and outs, actually three three and outs. Then the other uh, one was an intercepted pass uh, to a back out of the backfield that was returned for a touchdown. So defensively and offensively, they've both been playing to the level the coaches want them to play, and they're putting them in positions to be successful. Okay, so now, I mean, this matchup with Milton, I guess, up in Williamsport, right? Yes, it's uh, Milton's home game at Williamsport. They're getting a whole new stadium at Milton, long overdue. I saw pictures of it. It looks fantastic. They just aren't ready to play on it this year yet.
0: 40,000 seats. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 27. <laughs> 27. Yeah. Oh, all right. I scaled back, did they?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So what do you think of the matchup? Uh, we'll, I mean, with that, I mean, I don't even bother getting into loyal soccer. Okay? Right. Because you got to take them one at a time. Exactly. So what about the, the matchup with Milton?
2: Uh, Controlling their quarterback. Xavier Minium is a great athlete at quarterback. He runs the ball well. He throws the ball well. And they have a freshman running back, too, that's run for over 800 yards this year. So the key here is going to be making Milton one-dimensional, which they've done the last three weeks. They have made teams one-dimensional. They couldn't run the ball. They have to throw the ball. And that's what they have to do again this week, control the line of scrimmage.
0: Greg, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate great. you very much. Get thank that voice you. ready. Well, uh, we'll try. I try our best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> get that voice ready. I'm right. drinking a lot of water. <laughs> right. It's a Friday, Monday, Friday. It's a great, great time to be a broadcaster. <laughs>
0: Isn't it? I, that's why I tell you, people say, get all those football and basketball games on November. I, I say, good.
2: Yes, that's right. exactly right.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Yep, thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too. That's our high school football roundtable. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
3: Here comes Darby to the left circle,
1: slides it across, scored! Atkinson His
0: second of the game for three Flyers. It's, uh, so what, the Flyers won last night? Is that, what, is that what we're talking to Jim about? I assume, right? That is correct. Okay. Now yeah, they beat an expansion team. They beat what, the Rangers? No, they beat Boston last night. Beat Boston? All right, so they sort of beat an expansion team. All right,
1: good. Um <laughs> I mean, It's October. <laughs> okay. But that that still caught my attention a little bit. Like, I, I didn't think the Flyers had that kind of game in them. This year, I really didn't. Appalachian State beating Coastal Carolina caught my attention. I, um, well, that did too.
0: Yeah, it's a little deeper into the season. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that, and then um, we'll talk a little. Uh, we'll talk about actually all pucks next hour, right? With Brian Tripp's will be out That Tripper also talk about Penn State football too. Uh, yeah, it's great. So, looking forward to. Uh, talking with Jim Matt Talk to Jim in a while. I miss Jim on baseball, don't you? I do,
1: yeah. 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 No, you got John Sterling. You're All right, so... Um... <laughs> well, when, I, when I listen to Philly's games, occasionally, yes. I miss yeah. hearing Jim Jackson.
0: Um... We actually have brought in Ricky Ricardo to do one of the Sh- Shikalemi games in Spanish, and the number of positive <laughs> comments we got was remarkable. Uh, it better be. I mean, phenomenal job, loved it. Don't really speak the language, but sounded so good. Really gave the Chief a chance to shine, too. Wow. Exactly. And that was from Roger. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ben Simmons missed a scheduled workout today. He's going to miss all the scheduled workouts. Yeah, good. How about the, the comment by Jason Kelsey? Ben Simmons, just play better.